Hello, and welcome to another episode of Big Sad Fun. My name is James Johnson. I'm here with my co-host. Edward Dickey. Edward Dickey. Edward, how are you doing today? Hot. It's hot. <laughs> it's hot. It is hot in Atlanta. That is absolutely it's true. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, man, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Uh, you know, also hot. I have some allergy issues, but uh, other than that, I think. Uh, yeah, my uh, my computer tells me the weather and it keeps saying high pollen. I'm like, I thought we were past that. I thought so, too. But, you know, and I don't know. Now all of a sudden I'm sneezing again. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so our big today. Uh, yeah, man. Last the... night. Oh, well, hold on. No, wait. I thought that was. That was about yeah. those are sad, right? Oh, see, I'm getting confused. All right. Yeah. So our big happened over the course of the last couple weeks. This is a real weeks. professional show, folks. <laughs> This show's terrible. Uh, no, <laughs> show you're right. Stinks. So <laughs> our big has happened over, over the past couple of weeks. In fact, uh, it was very small when we last broadcasted. So I think it was at three games. Uh, it was it was going to be the it was in the sad segment that we weren't doing well. Funny? Braves. We're talking yeah. about the Braves, folks. Let's hope, um, let's hope this is, uh, we don't jinx this. Are we going to jinx this? Should we talk about this? I mean, we talk about it and think good things happen. But let's do it. All right. So, so we were, it was going to be in the sad. And I even said, like, you know, I'm less sad now because we've won two straight, two straight. And yeah. that two straight has turned into 14 straight, 14 straight games, we're which ties um, with well, there's only this is the third team in franchise history to have a 14 game winning streak. I think wow. the longest was 17 in like 2000. OK, with like uh, Brian Jordan and the boys. Yeah. Yeah. And the other team. one, it. Now, keep in mind, I said franchise history. Yeah. It was the Boston Bean Eaters <laughs> a oh, long time ago. 1800s, probably, huh? Yeah. Um, I love looking at old school baseball names, yeah. like old school baseball team name. But, like, I mean, there's there's never going to be ne- another team called the Boston Bean Eaters. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Um, you know, the Atlanta Braves were the longest running, uh, continuous running uh, sports franchise in America. Yeah. Uh, Been around for forever. Um, Cubs but yeah, two. back to back to <laughs> yeah. So number, I mean, but like, what's what's been wild to me is just all of a sudden the bats have just really come alive. Like, yeah. you know, before throughout most of the season, it seemed to just be we couldn't we couldn't we left a lot of men on base. Yeah. Whereas now, I mean, and it it kind of coincides. And I don't, I'm not saying he's the reason for all this, but the like bringing up of Michael Harris has yeah. been huge for us. And I don't, I mean, he's he's 20 years old. I don't think. I don't want to put any label on him, but he's playing very good baseball right now. And I think that has been huge for us. And his glove in the outfield has been sounds like seen. It sounds like he's the chosen one to me. I think maybe he might be the savior. No, of no, I that's <laughs> I've said it many times. I think that's so unfair <laughs> when people do that. You know, yeah. like when Austin Riley first came up. Yeah, I remember him. He was like, he was put on a. They, they put his stats net up to like Babe Ruth. I'm like, guys, 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 guys. <laughs> That's incredibly not fair to him. I mean, because I think, and we're way off topic here, but you, you can have a good career and not be Babe Ruth. What? No, <laughs> if you can't be compared with the best of the best, then it's a failure of a career. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Tell tell that to uh, to his kids as they go to private school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, um, wait, everyone else, but, you know, and, but it's just like all of a sudden our bats are just come alive and yeah, our pitching has been great. So what, what do you think, um, what's I, the I change? Worried, you think it's hmm? all, you think it's all Michael Harris or I mean, what do you think? I think it's here? just finally things kind of clicked. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of that has to go, um, a lot of the credit there has to go with Brian Snicker. I know he gets a lot of flack for like yeah. how he manages pitchers you and it's more to flack. That minor league manager. Well, I still hear you know, that from time to time. 
I, I get, uh, I'll, I'll hear, you know, a lot of the criticism for him. And so guys, he won the world series last yeah, year. Right. Exactly. Um, and you know, before that we were always told like, Oh, we'll never win a world series with Brian Snickers, the manager. Like, how do you know? Yeah. Right. You, you have no idea, but right. In a world where Joe Madden can get fired, I think anything can happen. Uh, I will say, I will say there, there does seem to be a, um, and I, I hear this even even in the voices of Atlanta Braves fans, uh, a little bit like last year was a fluke, and it, that this team isn't actually that team. It, I mean, it's a World Series is a World Series, so you take that, you put it, in, you put the banner up, and you and you're happy. But and what you want is sustained success, right? Sustained greatness. Yeah. So, particularly in baseball, I feel like it's it's somewhat easier to do that. I, I'm curious, like, how do you feel about that? Like, if I if, if when you hear so, that, so I think. It's crazy. I know I'm going to toe the toe the middle of the line here. Okay. Um, like Excellent. I see, like I seem to do a lot. I think because what I, I saw a lot of way. was people when we were struggling three weeks ago and 10 games out of first, everybody was saying the sky is falling. Things are terrible. This team's awful. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's, we won the world series last year. It's large. This is a good lineup. Give them some time. But also, I don't think that you can just wave away any any struggles right. by saying like, "Oh, it's fine. We'll we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll we'll pull it we'll pull it together." Right. So I definitely think this is a good roster, um, a good lineup, I guess. Um, I mean, you could argue it's a better on paper lineup than last year's. Okay. Okay. Because well, at least the postseason roster. Right, right. Um, because you know, postseason we didn't have arguably yeah. one of the best players in baseball, Ronald Acuna. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but they, then, they still you know, have the, him. They still have him doing DH, or is he? No, he's. I think. I think they've uh, taken the the leash off of him a good bit. Okay, good. He might. He might still do some DHing. Um, but I think. But they got to match him and him and uh, the outfield is where we need him, and yeah. then we can put Duvall at right and then um ozuna um ozuna at dh sorry duvall and left ozuna at DH. <laughs> there we go there we go uh, so, i always flip that in my head yeah 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 um and then you, obviously my rights and lefts but also it's like well who's right right you know like right. if i'm standing in the outfield <laughs> right right um so you're at 14 right now have you have you peeked ahead of the schedule who's coming up next when, when do you think you're gonna lose another game when do you think you'll the lose? Chicago Cubs are up next? <laughs> right, I forgot about that. And the Cubs yeah, so that's, that's three are, wins. That's three wins. The, Cub, the Cubs are coming in on a what? Uh, they're on a skid. Yeah, they, they've been on um, a skid since they won the World Series. But the, like they're on like a, a ten game losing streak. Yeah, well, I think it's gonna be fifteen. Um, but so here. here's here's where it gets interesting. Is after the Cubs, then we have the Giants and the Dodgers. Oh wow. The, so, Giants, the Giants are struggling this year, aren't they? They're not. But they're they're an over 500 team. Okay. Last, last time I checked, they're over 500. Um, so you might be able to push this. You push this to 17, perhaps, fairly easily. Uh, you know, 15, 16, 17 against the Cubs. Uh, and then you get the Giants, and and then we'll see and, what happens. And I, de- I don't, I you know, hopefully we, we win both those series, but I'm not sure if we sweep them. Yeah. Uh, I think... I think the the Dodgers are a pretty good team. They are pretty good, but you guys beat they're good. Much. They're good at baseball. They are um, good at baseball. Well, they're good at spending money, so that makes them good at baseball. You know. You know, it kind of works. It's kind of like you know the old Yankees yeah. model. 
Yeah. That yeah. everybody kind of went away from with the whole Moneyball thing, but <laughs> so like good, good players are usually good at baseball, guys. Speaking of Moneyball, uh, you know, I watched that movie not too long ago, and uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, and not even really about baseball at all, but, uh, you what know, the, the core of that movie is about that that winning streak that the A's went on, you know, that yeah. 20, 22, that's, that's whatever That's kind of what was. I was still thinking about. So do we know what is the record for the longest winning streak? I know they, they had tied it or they broke it uh, in the movie for the National League or for the American League. So the, the longest winning streak um, belongs to the 2017 Cleveland Indians at 22 games. Oh, wow. That's it? That's the whole Apparently, major league? 22 the, games, huh? Well, you're only according, to the, according to the first thing that I Googled. What is that, eight games away now? Yeah, I mean, uh, but... It's that's, doable. It's doable. And, you know, I have heard the argument of like, well, y'all did this against subpar teams. It's like, yeah, but you're supposed the, to beat bad teams. Yeah, yeah. And, and also it's baseball. Like, it's hard to win this many in a row. Exactly. Like because you would expect by now for a, a starting pitcher to to have blown up or mm-hmm. you know something like that. The other thing that's been impressive is uh the emergence of Spencer Strider as a as a um starting pitcher. Yeah. Because you know, when he was coming to the bullpen, you know, what whatever a great name, guy, by the way. What a great oh, name. Great baseball name, too. Uh now pitching Spencer Strider. Spencer um, Strider. And he has that great mustache. Um, <laughs> that's an but you know, situation. whenever, whenever you see a young guy in the bullpen throwing 98, 99, yeah. you're yeah. like, all right, let's take four miles up, four uh, miles per hour off that tournament, just turn him into a, a starter. Yeah. And that's yeah. exactly what we did. And he's, you know, he's going pretty deep in games and he's looking good. Uh, the one, like, I don't even want to say downside because he's had a couple of good starts now, but uh, Charlie Morton coming off of that. Um, broke his leg in the World Series. Yeah, I remember he's, that. He's struggling a little bit, yeah. but he's still. It's weird because his struggles aren't what you normally see with a pitcher coming back from injury. Because usually it's like, well, the velocity isn't there. It's like no, the velocity's there. He's like he'll strike out twelve, but walk fourteen. Right. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's more control that he's on the issue. With. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But I don't know. It's interesting. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that going forward, especially as uh, we have our former ace coming off of the DL um, around the All-Star game. And I can't think of his name because he hasn't pitched for us in two years. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know you're talking about. Uh, oh, well, I'll get it. Oh, no, it's going to hurt me. It's going to hurt yeah, me until I get it. Look it up. Look it up. It's, God, the internet is so amazing. You said just have to make stuff up. <laughs> I had a friend, um, uh, an older guy who is a friend of mine, and he uh, he said that they used to he and his buddies when they were like right in college and right out of college, they would uh, they would go to a bar and they would uh, and one of them would go early and they mm-hmm. would go sit at the bar. Um, and then the other guys would come in after him and kind of sit at the other end of the bar, like wherever there might be some women hanging out. And they would start talking. They'd be like, oh, my gosh, that's that's Charlie Morton. That's that's the that's uh, the the ace pitcher for da 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 team or whatever, or that's the <laughs> quarterback or da da. Like they would talk him up like he was something really big and famous, and then the the women would be drawn right. They were like, that's, that's what we're talking right, and then they that, that, that's before off. you could Google it and see. Right, it. exactly. That was before the internet, so I thought, but it's a good. So movie. the the name I'm looking for is Mike Soroka. Yeah, Soroka. I knew Mike Soroka was. will be coming off um, the injured list here in a little while. Okay, and so it's gonna be interesting to see what what happens with that. Um, I mean, but two Achilles is tough to come back from. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, man, I hope, hope, hopefully this keeps going. 
it's been fun I'm, to watch, man. Whenever the Braves are winning, baseball's good for me. That's good, man. Yeah, you know, and I, like I said before, even if even if the streak ends tonight, you know, whenever it does end, uh, you're back in the game now, right? You're back in. Yeah, the, we're, we're five back games in the out. Race. Yeah, so that's nothing. I, I mean, mean, you're but right. But like two weeks ago, we were we were ten games out, right? And you had that uh, that Mets reporter. You gotta love saying, ba- yeah. the, the race is over. <laughs> the race um, is over. The Mets have won. The Mets have won. The Braves aren't. You know, the World Championship Braves aren't going to do anything. Oops. The Phillies can't are. play defense. Yeah. The, the Nationals are terrible. The Marlins, we don't need to talk about them. And now, and since then, us and the, the, cause the Phillies have been on a tear as well. Yeah. Um, I think they're, like, they've won like 11 or 12 out of the past 14. Like, yeah. We've both gone on a tear in the past two weeks. Well, uh, you know, you don't anger the baseball gods, you know, that's, uh, you, that's like you, the number one rule. Just, and you don't, you don't talk on Superman's cape. Yes, that's right. That's exactly right. And they they kind of did that. Well, I'm excited, man. I hope that we can get a chance to get out and see them. Uh, so oh yeah. Um, this uh, the I think the Giants and the Dodgers is both are both at home. Okay. So oh, I'd like be to fun. get up one of Fun to see the Dodgers. Yeah, I'm sure that's a tough ticket to get though. Yeah, no doubt. No but doubt. are we ready to? You know, so speaking about the Dodgers, uh, <laughs> oh, I had, I had another and, transition. But yeah. And California teams and things that are sad. Uh, last night we witnessed uh, the rebirth of the Warriors dynasty and the the Steph Curry uh, ownership of the league. Basically, um, Warriors win the NBA championship last night. In and you know, obviously, I don't, I don't hate the Warriors. Yeah. They all seem like, I like, like I like Steph Curry. I like yeah. Clay Thompson. They both seem like good dudes. Um, so, and there, that was the but thing. You, like, you, you don't want to see Goliath just mop the floor with David. Right. Um, and I'm not calling the Celtics David. The Celtics had a great team. Well, and this is like, uh, this is, <laughs> this is like Goliath getting his head cut off by David and then standing up, putting it back on and being like, no, I'm not done yet. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, because, because they, they were. I mean, but it was never. So why I never thought the Warriors were dead was it was never not injuries. Yeah, you know, like right. it was never like all of a sudden Steph Curry lost his shot. Yeah, yeah. You know, although, like, although we saw we saw some chinks in that shot uh, during the series, like the last game, you know, game was the game five that he didn't make a single three pointer. I mean, that which, that's yeah. insane. But and like I said last podcast, what that guy has has done as far as like because it's not uncommon for like a lot of three point shooters to not make one in a game. They're like go rewind ten rewind ten years and it wasn't right. But he's Um, not that guy. Like he's not. But and that's what I'm saying. It's wild that that is news. You know. Yeah. Um. So uh, and that was like, when that was when I thought the I was like oh the Celtics are gonna actually win this yeah like they've they've found, they figured something out with Steph um, but that I mean they lost that game because they were just like all right we're gonna shut we're gonna shut down Steph and then Andrew Wiggins showed up out of nowhere where did he, even know he was come the- from <laughs> I forgot that he even played for them yeah yeah um, um, but you know I will say though and I don't know if we talked about this last podcast or not um, things kind of run together. Um, but the, uh, the Warriors being all like bent out of shape over the Boston fans. Yeah. 
It's like, all right, get over yourselves, guys. That was yeah. so soft. That was soft. And I, I hate being the fan who's calling a professional athlete soft, yeah, but, but that's what it was. That, that's Boston. Yeah. They like <laughs> that's what they do. That's what um, they do. That's who they are, man. You're lucky it wasn't Philadelphia. And yeah. And also <laughs> it was like chanting at, at Draymond. It's like Draymond is the guy who gets under everybody's skin. Right. Right. You know, Draymond is the Somebody we're gonna talk about later. He, yeah, we're talking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he is their Dennis Rodman. He is their Dennis Rodman. That's exactly what um, I was gonna say. But so, so here's the thing. Uh, like you, I mean, I don't hate the Warriors. I think uh, there was that dominant period they had when they were going up against my boy LeBron, and so that 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 put me in a mood about them for sure. Uh, but LeBron beat them, and uh, you know, after that, they got Kevin Durant, and the Kevin Durant Warriors, I cannot stand. Uh, that, that was that was thing. a bit obscene. So uh, I like I like that they won this without Durant, and it's kind of getting back to that old model they had before. And if Clay Thompson continues to to come back from his injury, I mean they they could be really good next year as well. I think, in fact, I think they're favored to win next year. Well, yeah, I mean the champs are always favored at the beginning of the year, as they should be, as they should. Um, be. And so, and I think I've seen a lot of like this is going to change how teams build their team like you know the, say the style of basketball everybody's going to be going to three-pointers it's like no they just seem to have drafted two of the greatest three-point shooters yeah <laughs> like i mean clay thompson is he's a beast lights out yeah um and as obviously as is steph yeah but and i think it's going to be tough for any team to find anybody that good um i mean and then you know jordan pool was great all series. I don't know. It's they are definitely very good at drafting um, and putting together teams. And that's I kind of like I kind of like that that the you know building from within model worked. Yeah. Um, Because I remember when we had Cameron on, he said that the super team is dead, and I was like, all right, whatever. One year, it'll be back. but uh, he's he's on to something. Yeah, and by the way, well done, Cam, because he did he pick the Warriors to win this whole thing. Oh yeah, well he yeah. I mean he has them picked to win yeah. the next five years. Yeah, well, well done. Congratulations out there, Cam, if you're listening. <laughs> he is. Uh, um, I think I had Boston. Yeah, I, mean, they, I, I want to think I, I picked Boston in that conversation. Is what I said. I, and so, oh really? I picked close. the Heat. I know that. Yeah, um, heat, yeah. I thought Boston I was, had a good shot, man. I really did. I I, um, they I did two one. They went I mean, two one in the series, and then yeah. And I th- I think I think Boston is a good team. Um, I think they just they just didn't play well. You know, yeah. they're yeah. at the end. They you know they didn't have a solid scorer. Um, but I think I think Tatum is a great player. Um, your guy Skip Bayless said said some dumb stuff on Twitter not, about him. Don't he's not my guy. Do not ever. Right, he's, I don't mean, ever he's a Cowboys guy. That. No, no, I don't claim any other Cowboys fans. <laughs> All right, um, I am standalone. He said some of the effect of like Jason Tatum is a dude, but he's not that dude. It's like all right, he just got his team to the yeah, finals. What does that even mean? And I don't. Know, it's he's an idiot. The <laughs> the. The want to have hot takes, which I know is his whole yeah. thing, but it kind of annoys me. Um, I'm glad we don't do hot takes on this show. Never. Um, never been a hot taker. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think it's it was a good series. And the Warriors are fun to watch, man. It's it's fun to see them splash from that far. And It is. It is fun to have, watch them come back. They have a great enforcer in Draymond. Yeah. Um, and it's fun to see him kind of pick at people. 
yeah. can be, you know, that. So, so that's, that's a very, we're, we're show, showing our hand a little bit here, but yeah, we're going to talk about the bad boy Pistons here in the fun segment. Um, Let's do it. ESPN so, well, hold on, hold on. But so Bleacher Report does a series called the portal where they get, it's like an animated thing okay. where they get players from different eras to play each other in like an animated game. Oh, that's fun. Um, and, but they had uh Draymond versus Scott, um, not Scotty, uh, Dennis Rodman. Yeah. And like the whole joke was like, at first, like first one to 10. And then it was like an hour later, like, okay, first one to three, first one to three, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, two of the greatest defensive players. <laughs> right. Right. Arguably. Obviously that's I think they would probably just end up getting in a fight. That's, yeah, um, I think Draymond won, and obviously it's fake. It's not it's right. Obviously, yeah. whoever the animators want to win wins. Right. Um, it's like the, the celebrity death match they used to do on MTV, or you know, what very I'm about? similar. The, clay, the claymation thing they did. Yeah, well, it's a little better animated, but yes. Okay. Okay. Um, I I watched that show when I was way too young to watch it. Yeah. I um, it's funny. I was probably too young to watch it when it came out, so you must have been. But like yeah. So, oh, sorry. Uh, but going back to the Warriors, man, I think. I hope they don't become the team that everybody has to hate because they're good. Cause yeah. I kind of like them being, you know, these nice guys who are doing it well. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, think I don't know that they'll go back. Honestly, I think so. Here's, here's a hot take for you. The Warriors will never make it back to the NBA finals. Not, this, not this version of them. Uh, I think, I think last, I think this last championship was their kind of, exclamation point on what has been a really good run for them for the last seven years or so. Uh, and they, they proved that they, they could do it. I think uh, the exhaustion that it takes to get back to get to another finals is something that only really LeBron James can do. Uh, and so I think with the talent in the league and the way that other teams are built, uh, I don't think they make it back. I can see it. I think. Um, and if that's the case, I'm going to say, well done. I think you guys had a good uh, run. It's going. I think some people, some contracts of the role players are going to come up. Yeah, that's and the way it always goes. I, that's going to be tough to keep. And I don't, I don't know what Jordan Poole's contracts like, but he's going to want to get paid here in a little bit. Yeah, and I don't know if they're going to be wanting wanting to do that. Well, and and age is starting to be a factor here. I mean, Steph and and Clay and Draymond, they're not kids anymore. Yeah. Um. So I definitely think it's going to be. It's be interesting to see what they do next year because next year is the only year that I think I think they're it's gonna be hard hard for them after next year. I think yeah. they could come back next year. Yeah. But I'm not sure the year after that. Uh, but I also think, you know, there's a lot of super young superstars who are getting a lot better really quickly. Absolutely. And they're really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, think of uh uh Ja. Uh you think John Morant, of, um, yeah. obviously you know, Homer, I'm going to throw in Trey Young, Trey Young, um, Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards, and you've got some old school players that are going to retool. I think the Lakers have one more run in them. I think LeBron and the Lakers man, have one man, more that's, run. It's going to be tough to see what the Lakers do, man. LeBron leveraged a lot of their future. He did, but you know what? He he's not. He doesn't like missing the playoffs. He's not going. That's not going to. No, happen but you know, it's LeBron's what, 37. Yeah. He's old, and, old man, but he was still like one of the leading scorers in the league last year. I mean, he would have been had he yeah. played two more games or something like that. Um, but it's going to be once LeBron tires retires, it's be interesting to see what happens with the Lakers. Oh yeah, because I think LeBron's plan is to play one season with his son. Yeah, um, yeah. and then 
I, I would assume he retires after that. Yeah. I would um, assume as well. Uh, and that's going to be what so that, that's going to become a thing is uh, do you draft his son because you're going to get LeBron? It's a two for one, but he'll be 40 years old at that point, you know? Like, so what are you going to get at? What are you actually getting out of LeBron? I would assume you're still getting LeBron. Yeah. I mean, like, the guy is a beast. You, you'll probably get, I mean, if he's this effective now, I don't see you're still getting a starter. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, definitely. I don't see LeBron coming off the bench. <laughs> no. He'll but, be out there in a walker before he comes off the bench. It's going to be, it is going to be interesting to see though, the future of the Lakers. And did they leverage, did they give LeBron too much control to leverage away a lot of their future? You know, they won a championship. So, yeah. I feel like, but that's a team that's had, you know, been good since, you know, the Showtime yeah. era. Well, they and have, even before then, they have windows. You know, there, there yeah. have been times when they've not been good. So, um, well, let's 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 drop the basketball talk and uh, switch over to some more basketball talk uh, in our fun <laughs> different, segment. Different era today. basketball talk. Different era. Uh, we've already alluded to it a little bit, but uh, during our fun segment, uh, you know, when we so we're gonna we're gonna do a thing for the next couple of weeks, and, and unless there's something more fun pops up, we'll do that. But we're gonna talk about the thirty for thirties. Yes, uh, the ESPN series of documentaries. So let's just let's just say something real quick about the thirty for thirty. Excellent, excellent uh, documentary work. Documentary they, work. I don't know how say. they do it, but they really do get. And I think a lot of it is they have all a lot of the footage. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they they do a great job. I mean, they made a documentary about the hot dog eating contest that had me glued. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I find myself watching it even if I don't really care about the sport or the athlete or the topic that they're covering, just because it's so well done. Yeah. You know, and it'll be and, like, oh, uh, I kind of remember hearing bits and pieces about that. Right. Um, and, and that's that's the same with uh, the one that we the one that we viewed for this week, the one that we're going to talk about, the bad boys, uh, about the the uh, Pistons of the of the 80s. Uh, Isaiah Thomas. So you were you were around more during that, obviously. I, I do um, remember. What, do you, a little what was bit your personal like thoughts? So, yes, the Pistons I, of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I will be honest, like I didn't get into the NBA until Michael showed up. Uh, And by that, I mean, Michael winning. I remember Michael winning his first championship in 1991. I was 11 years old. I was like in fifth grade, I think, or sixth grade. And uh, I remember that being a big thing. And I remember all of a sudden kids were all of a sudden, everyone was wearing Bulls stuff all the time. Right. And it was this kind of a lot lot of uh, little Bulls fans in Oklahoma. Yeah. And I remember, and I'll be honest with you. Like, I remember, I remember there being this talk. I was 11. I remember there being this talk of Michael finally did it. He finally broke through. Like he's, he's a finally a champion. I remember that being like a big, big thing in the moment, but I do, I, I did not recall what it was that he had to overcome okay. in order to become that. Right. And now having watched this bad boys uh, documentary, I can see that it was these, it was these guys right here. It was the Detroit Pistons, uh, you know, of those back-to-back champions uh, there at the end of the, of the eighties. Uh, and it makes a lot more sense to me now. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I later on became aware of the Detroit Pistons and the bad boys and the, and the image that they had. Uh, I remember again, I remember when I was a little bit older, when Dennis Rodman joined the uh, Bulls. I remember that being a big deal. And I remember it being a little controversial because, you know, he had been one of the things that uh, one of the people that Michael Jordan just hated. You know, and how like Michael just hated the way that the Pistons played uh, basketball that, in that era. Uh, you know, I guess everyone, I guess everyone did. Uh, and I, you know, that was really interesting in the documentary when they were talking to, to uh, David Stern, he was like, yeah, we probably should have done something about that because they kind of, 
they made the game a little bit more physical than we wanted it to be. Um, so one thing I've always, uh, I think is interesting is it's kind of like this documentary, at least it's kind of like getting like uh like if star Wars was like followed Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. Or like kind of, kind of like what they're doing with Cobra Kai. Uh-huh. You know, like they've been the bad guys. Now let's kind of look at it from their perspective. Right. Um, but I didn't know much about Dennis Rodman. Like yeah. I knew him as a basketball player. I didn't know much sure. about kind of his upbringing. I know he's like, I didn't, our, I didn't know he, that he, he's a, he, like, was a D like a D three guy, you know, like yeah. he went to a small college. Yeah. Uh, by the way, he went, he went to the same college. Check this out. So he went to the same college. My mother went to really in Oklahoma. Yeah. I lived, I lived in Durant, Oklahoma about the same time that Dennis Rodman was playing basketball there. I did not know that <laughs> until I watched this series. I was actually in the same town. That's wild. Yeah. And I, I thought that I figured he was always like kind of always a little off. I didn't realize like how kind of normal he seemed. Like, you know, yeah. I thought that John, John Sally saying like that he was, he the, was crazy the crazy one, one. and Dennis yeah. was the, the quiet one was pretty wild. Yeah. Um, and I've always liked John Sally. Um, yeah, he's a good guy. But I also thought, and so I'm assuming you watched um, The Last Dance. You know, I only saw the, I only saw the first episode and then I got distracted. I haven't gone back to it yet, but what, I will. What were you doing? It was like middle of the pandemic. There was nothing going on. What pandemic? What are you talking about? <laughs> I was out living my life. A lot of people are not though. It's weird. <laughs> I wonder why. Um, but the, uh, they go into a more in the last dance, I think, but the, uh, the whole Jordan rules, which yeah. was if Jordan goes up, uh, you you foul them basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that was really interesting to hear it kind of from their side. Yeah. After hearing Jordan be like, it was wild, and it forced Jordan to kind of put on all that weight. Yeah. Um, you might say, I mean, you can say these uh, these these Detroit Pistons like they're responsible for creating the beast that became Michael Jordan. Honestly, uh, you're probably not wrong. Yeah. Like, right? uh, I mean, and you can because he definitely he had. Like he had that summer where he put on like 12 pounds of muscle yeah, or like something ridiculous. And that well, was and, and, you know, every, and every good hero needs a villain. That's, that's exactly right. And, and not only that, but the, the kind of the repercussions and reverberations of that, uh, you know, that's the reason why LeBron's so big. It's the reason why all of these guys who are coming in the league, even the small guys are bulking up, you know, with muscle mm-hmm. mass. Uh, and it all starts with these pistons, you know, bullying and, and pushing around and being, you know, physical uh, it's had a lasting impact on the league. The last 30 years has, has been bigger, stronger, better. Uh, yeah. And all because, you know, these guys showed up. I mean, I, I don't know. That, that could be one, uh, no, one factor anyway. That's a, that's a, yeah. Obviously, I don't think that is the, it's the only but, factor. Um, but, you know, I mean, everything kind of is a cause and effect. Yeah. It's that's definitely one of the causes. Um, I do think it's pretty cool that if ever there was a team that was represented more perfectly by the t- that the town that they're from. Oh yeah, you know the blue collar. Um, yeah, you know, kind of just grungy Detroit. It it fits with the bad boy Pistons. Well, and that's another thing that the the documentary did well is putting these this team in their context, right? Of, of where they're coming from, not just the individual players where they I came thought, from. I thought interviewing but... them all in a like broken down warehouse was a little weird at first, and then it, yeah. then I kind of got it, and then it made sense. Oh, they're just in downtown Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also thought uh, Kid Rock being the announce being the um, what's it called the voice. Oh, was, was that good. Kid Rock? 
I'm pretty, I'm like 85 to 90% sure. Oh, Kevin I didn't even notice that. That's amazing. Cause I was like, why is this guy's voice like kind of weird? I was like, Oh, and then it's I think it's at one point like narr- narrator. That's the word. I was Cause for. I'm a cowboy baby. No, uh, I didn't realize that was kid rock. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. But it, it, you know, he's who else would quick name three of your favorite people from Detroit. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any. <laughs> Kid Rock, end of list. Kid, um, Kid Rock, end of list. What about Eminem? Didn't he come from Detroit? Oh yeah, yeah. Kid Rock, Eminem. I don't, but they're not getting Eminem to do that. <laughs> oh man, that would be amazing. Um, uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, I was going to say something. I totally forgot what I was going to say about. I I also thought like it was it, it was cool to see kind of Isaiah Thomas's side of the whole. Um, when he said that. Oh, Larry Bird. Larry, Larry Bird yeah. was if he good was because black, he's just a white he's guy. Really good guy. Um, and it's like Isaiah Thomas caught so much flack for that, and he's like, "I, I didn't, man. I, I thought that's so tough because it's like you want to just stand up, like agree with your teammate, right? But you don't really know what he's like. You're just kind of like, yeah, I, I stand by my teammate, and then it's like all this stuff. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, they it was such a big deal, and I didn't know this, but it was such a big deal that they call a press conference with him and Larry Bird in I the middle of the finals. Like, that was if I was Larry so Bird, wild. I'd be like, I don't have time to deal with this. Yeah, and I'm, I'm curious to know, like, what would have happened if that happened today. Like if if someone of Isaiah Thomas's stature, I don't know who that who that would be. Maybe it could be someone like Trey Young. It could be it could be Trey Young. It could be not someone like yeah, LeBron, not but, wrong. but something like that. And and if they said something to that effect, what would the what would the fallout be today? Would it be worse? Probably, or would it be nothing? Probably be very similar. You think um, so? Yeah. But you know, the other thing though was like I can't remember who it was who said it, but like he's like one problem with it was. Larry was a player. Like, yeah, yeah. Larry, Larry was better than most of the people. I think one of my favorite Larry Bird stories that I've heard was uh, when he was all sad at one point and on on the floor, kind of look was kind of moping around. And Charles Barkley's like, "Man, what's wrong with you today?" And he's like, "Man, y'all don't respected me." It's like, "What are you talking about?" It's like, "Y'all got the white guy on me." <laughs> <laughs> um, but and you know, but Larry Bird's trash talking. I could see that have just gotten to the other guy but i don't know that was, that was kind of just wild to me like i i never even i'd heard of it but i didn't know it was i didn't know they had to like call a press conference and yeah, do all that i mean it seems but i can ridiculous. see the media taking that narrative and really running with it yeah but um, you know the way that the documentary kind of the way the documentary shaped it you know that was an event that brought them together so you know you never know these little, these things happen yeah uh, and they look bad at the, at the moment, but, uh, you know, he, you know, Rodman's like, I knew, I knew that from that point forward that Isaiah had my back, you know, and, yeah. and uh, we yeah. were going to be a team. This was going to be us. And, uh, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. I don't know. Overall it was a very good documentary. Um, yeah. and, and it was one of the early was, ones, right? Like the second, yeah, I think that was did. like season one. Yeah. Um, cause it was, I think they've gotten a little shorter. Yeah. Cause that was one thing I was like, Oh my God, how are like we an hour and 45 minutes long? Yeah, definitely which, worth the watch though. I mean, it's worth the watch for sure. Oh, def- definitely worth the watch, but it was, it was, it was long. Um, and I think a lot of them now are kind of ninety minutes, which is obviously it's only fifteen minutes. Yeah, but that's that's a, a lot. Big difference. Um, bit. But I I really liked it, and I think it it fits in for kind of what we're doing now because like of the similarities between uh, Draymond and 
Dennis. Yeah, and it makes me think, it makes me wonder how, um, you know, someone like Draymond Green, you know, some people are just going to be who they are, I guess, on the basketball court. But I wonder how the history of the game shapes the way that, you know, players today view themselves. You know, obviously LeBron sees himself through the the lens of Michael Jordan, right? But does Mm -hmm. Draymond think about himself as a Rodman? Does he think about himself as being one of those Detroit bad boys, you know, on the, on the goal? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, He would never say that he does. Right. But you know, he has to, right? I mean, he kind of carries himself in that manner. Yeah. Um, You know, they kind of like, I don't really care what you think about me mentality. Mm -hmm. And then you get someone like someone like Grayson Allen, who would probably uh, fit perfectly on the Detroit Bad Boys. Man, uh, he's probably only got beat what up by his own a, team. <laughs> I I remember when he was in college, everybody was saying like, "I can't wait till he tries this crap on Draymond Green." And Draymond just beats the hell out of him. That's what's gonna happen. It's coming. Um, well, and he man, he he took out what's his name for the Bulls. Didn't he? Wasn't that him that yeah. was responsible for that? Yeah, he there was a, a like a flagrant completely foul that and changed, I can't remember. Completely changed the 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 trajectory of the Bulls season. Yeah. Um yeah, and I, I remember seeing a tweet that I really liked that it was like, you know, I feel like if there's a flagrant foul and the player gets injured from it, the committer of the flagrant foul should be out as long as the other guy's injured. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like, uh, yeah. That sounds exactly I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh what else, anything else from the documentary that, that stood out to you that you can remember? I just love the way they shape the story. So you feel like, you know, that you're watching a movie. I mean, you feel like you're watching, uh, you know, and this is what I love about sports in general is you get this, you, you get this mentality of, of these being heroes and villains and, and yeah, it, it kind of, they kind of really framed it like a comic book story. Yeah, almost. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, the, the Bill Lambeer getting oh, the guy to punch yeah, him. Yeah. I thought that was an awesome you story. Know, and then him yeah, coming back. Did. That guy, he reminded me of you a little bit. Like that's you on the Frisbee field. <laughs> <laughs> Big old tall white boy just knocking people down. You know, you get in my way. Some, sometimes things happen. <laughs> it, it, get, it gets real in the frisbee field sometimes. We've had some injuries out there. We've had some serious injuries. Shout out to Jason Noah. Hope, you're, hope your ankle's feeling better. Hope we don't have to pull an Isaiah Thomas. Man, and, uh, ankles take a while. Uh, that's that's going to be tough for him. Yeah. Man. Um, I hope he listens to this. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he's. I'm sure, he's an avid listener. I'm sure, he's right there. Um, all right. Well, uh, that was. You know, I, what, what are we gonna do next? What's the next uh, thirty for thirty? We're so, gonna I'm thinking, um, if we can get a guest, we're gonna do uh, the Ric Flair one. Okay. And yeah. uh, if not, well, it'll be a surprise. All right. Sounds good to me, man. Yeah. Well, uh, Edward, enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, yep. Thanks for coming uh, shout on. Shout out to my here. sister. She's getting married this weekend, so oh, I've got to pack right. and get, get up to uh, the mountains here. In which a bit. which sister is it, Claire? Uh, Claire. Yeah, shout out to Claire. Claire um, and uh, and Aaron. They're getting and Aaron, married. Aaron, another Aaron physical player. Yeah, yeah, another physical player. We hope that uh, we hope that goes well. Yeah. And uh, be safe travels. And uh, hey, thank you. We'll see you next week.